Joe Delera jumps on with us. NBA bet, cash that podcast as well. A million things actually. Trista's still uh Trista just learned that you're also a lawyer, so she's not kind just of in, a lawyer. That, Imagine so. showing up and this guy is not only on a hot streak, but is prosecuting your ass. <laughs> so I assume you probably never sleep, Joe, which is great. I don't want to jinx anything, but I'll try to word this in the best way I can. We often on this show on air and off will talk about how you are somebody that, how, how do I say this without jinxing a perfect game? Uh, we trust when it comes to the NBA props market recently. So congratulations on that. But yeah, um, I, I do. We haven't had a chance to really talk to you since just the, the whole tournament wrapped up and everything. I'm always just curious to see what different people's perspectives are of what it looked like, what the game was like, what it was like betting on it for them. What was your overall just return on the whole in-season tournament? I mean, it was kind of fun to have NBA basketball being actually talked about before Christmas, right? So, like, for me, like, I love the NBA, and I feel like a lot of times with the regular beginning, people don't even follow it. And it's like 30% of the season is over by the time people really start tuning in around Christmas time. So I think just having that was successful. And, you know, like, the games, they weren't, I wouldn't say that they had, like, the playoff feel, um, but they were close, especially for December. So, I mean, I think it was fun. Um, I think it was kind of like a no-loss scenario, really, for the NBA. Uh, and I think it went pretty well. So I think that they'll change some of the things with the courts uh, so that they're not red and orange <laughs> and stuff like that. But uh, I think, aside from that, I felt like the product was fun. And it was uh, exciting to see some of the other new, new guys, like Tyrese Halliburton on national TV for literally, I think, the only time this season. Yeah, and you saw uh, LeBron James, I think. Ooh, my mic just went up on me. Uh, you saw LeBron James. You knew he was going to come to play to try to win that $500,000. I think you were all in on the Lakers against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, I noticed that you were on Suns tonight early, minus three, before the Kevin Durant news. Are you are you still uh, buying in? I think the number, the last number that I saw was Suns minus one, so getting a little line movement. Do you like it even more, or would that be a stay away? Would you hedge off? I, I think I'm okay with it still. A, a big reason why I wanted to back the Suns was it wasn't even as much about the Suns as it was about the Warriors, right? So the Warriors this season, their starting five, every single player has a negative net rating. And that's it's literally going to be the first time in basically their careers that Curry and Draymond Green have negative net ratings if this holds throughout the course of the season. So they've really struggled to find some continuity. Andrew Wiggins does not look great. Clay Thompson clearly looks like he's lost his step. And Kevon Looney just looks like he's got cement in his shoes. So I think that like against this Phoenix team, even without Kevin Durant, when Devin Booker's been on, they've been so good, like just so good. So I'm comfortable with the position here. I know that Grayson Allen's out. I know that Kevin Durant's out. But I think when we look at this, you get Bradley Beal. That's going to help the offense. It's going to help the facilitating. And, you know, Eric Gordon's been good. They have like a million guys that can kind of fit into that Grayson Allen role. So I'm still comfortable. I rebet it a little bit. I added a little bit on the money line at like minus 115. So I still think that there's some actionable angle here and it's more of a warriors fade than a sun's bet in a way also excited for this kings clippers game clippers playing a little bit better 12 and 10 on the season now they're three and a half point favorites totals 236 and a half anything that you like in this game tonight I think the Clippers, like the Clippers are the way that I would lean, right? And I bet Paul George assists. I got it at three and a half at like minus 140 or so. Um, I think it's moved up to like four and a half at plus money. I still kind of like it. Over the last 10 games, he's actually second in uh, assists and in action, uh, expected assists, rather, or potential assists. Uh, and he's averaging closer to four and a half. So I think the spot is pretty good for him against that up 
paced uh, Kings team. So I think the four and a half could be good. And, you know, maybe they try to manage like some of the other players' minutes. Like maybe Kawhi sees a couple fewer minutes or something like that. But uh, I do think it's a good opportunity for Paul George to kind of dime against this war or against this Kings team. Talking to Joe Delera, Bet MGM tonight. Uh, Celtics down 10 right now to the Cavs after the first quarter. We were talking about this at the beginning of the show. Like, it's kind of hard sometimes to figure out where to approach this Celtics team. Like, are you looking at a Jason Tatum night or maybe it's going to be Jalen Brown? Derek White's been great recently. I took the over on his uh, PRA tonight. But, you know, at times, like, they have these big numbers, and we're trying to find, I don't have it in front of us. Felt like they covered a lot of those big spreads a lot, but then you have these big, occasionally there's like that letdown game, or like, how do you approach this Celtics team when you're trying to bet them is there like one or two angles you like or is it a case-by-case basis they've been they've been rough to bet because like I'm also I bet Tatum today too so uh sorry about that one if you tailed it but I I like Tatum (laughs) I thought the matchup was good like uh especially with the fact that Mobley looked like he was probably gonna miss and then now he did miss just looking at the game right now like live the one thing that you can kind of expect probably a little bit of offensive regression or to like to the mean from Boston their their effective field goal percentage is under 40% right now through the first quarter so I don't hate like maybe trying to look at Boston in, in like some sort of live fashion here uh, I do think that they've been really really tough to bet on though because they've just been so they almost feel inconsistent even though they've been so good but I don't know if that's in part because I just expect Boston to be in like their own class like I think that they're the best team in the east and and that they should continue to like really dominate these teams, but they still kind of like, and we saw it without Drew Holiday when he was out for a couple games and when Porzingis missed a bit, they kind of like dealt, fall back into that like you take a turn, I take a turn, you take a turn, I take a turn with the two Jays. So they they've been a little bit tougher to to bet on this season, I would say. Where are you at when you're looking at player props for stars and you're looking at say a matchup? I'm thinking about potentially, you know, Jokic versus Vucevic, right? And so you look at, say, his assist numbers. And, yeah, he's hit that number. Like, if you look at his uh, average assists over the course of that matchup, it's way over the minus 110. But the variation is really high. It's like 15, 16, 8, 8, right? So how do you sort of, like, handicap player props for stars uh, in those type of matchup scenarios? So sometimes, like, if I have a big enough sample size, like, right, like, I'll try to look at the, like, instead of, like, the medium out, the median outcome, as opposed to the average, because I think that that's a lot of times uh, more consistent or more reliable, because you kind of get rid of those extreme ends. But when you're looking at such, like, small sample, right, so, like, it was four games, my look at uh, this spot over the past couple of seasons was, I like the upside that Jokic has in the assists against Vooch in that kind of head-to-head matchup, mainly because Vooch has kind of limited him as a scorer to a certain degree but then also just given the fact that it was a back-to-back set I was anticipating that Jamal Murray probably would be out um, and he probably would miss which you know now he is so that was kind of why I was looking in that direction Um, so there's a lot of different factors but if I have a bigger sample size I do try to like throw out the high and the low um, just because I think that they're a little bit unreliable and then a lot of times it can skew what the data set is that you're looking at. You know, the Knicks, they were looking all right. They're a six seed right now, 13-9 uh, and nine on the season. But the Mitchell Robinson injury absolutely yeah. sucks, es- oh, especially yeah. for player props. Who do you look to target, you know, um, on a nightly basis as far as, like, the rebounds? And just what does this do for the Knicks moving forward, that injury? Because it's going to be out, it looks like, uh, eight to ten weeks. Yeah, it's a long time. I mean, the big thing is, like, 
Isaiah Hartenstein and Jericho Sims are obviously going to be the guys to fill in. Uh, I was surprised to, actually that they started Sims and not Hartenstein, uh, but I'm I'm okay with it. I think that makes sense. Like keep the bench unit intact, keep them together, right? The guy that I'm really looking at is Randall, though. Randall has been awesome lately, and you know he balled out the uh, like last night against the Raptors, and he's been really good on that rebound line without Mitchell Robinson. He missed it against Toronto. But it's definitely a spot that I would be looking at moving forward. Um, I think that it's generally he's generally been a guy that can be a little bit more aggressive, pick up a little bit of the slack. So I'm looking at him. I'm looking at Hartenstein. And I'm also looking at Josh Hart. Uh, he kind of is that rebounding guy. He can get those offensive boards as he's crashing the glass. So he's another guy that I think should see a bit of an uptick in his minutes as well. You know, we spent a lot of time talking about the Eastern Conference, but we have not talked about our magic yet with you. Yes, sir. Which there are some people here with some magic They're futures. trying to get me to cash out. Uh, I will not cash out. Don't Division winner. Do it. We loved this team last year. Knew they were probably a year away, but they're sitting at 16 and 7 right now, tied with the Bucks. And technically for the second seed in the Eastern Conference. I know we got a long season. This this happens every year with one or two teams. But when you watch the Magic, do you see a team that can maybe kind of keep this pace throughout the year? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that they're pretty deep, right? And they're doing this without Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell Carter Jr. has been out. Um, so that should really only help the team. Additionally, like when you look at that division ticket, I know you have a what, like eight to one, right, uh, Trista? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's, it's I a great ticket. I parlayed it with Kings. Kings That's, eight to one, so it was seventy to one. She just she now, has to do parlay. She just has to do now, it. <laughs> I say now it's just degenerate, but um, I do like the magic though. I think they're. I think it's a great spot, and they have so many different players that can kind of continue to fill in for each other. And like I think they're they have positional depth. So if one guy goes out, it's not like the end of the world for this team, just because they have so many other players that can kind of filter in. I think they're pretty well coached. And when you look at the division, Miami's dealing with the Bam out of injury we're not really sure how bad that's going to be and then also Miami just is like do they care about the regular season we have this conversation I feel like every year so Orlando they're a younger team like they're really going to go for it and I, I love that divisional ticket I wish I had an eight to one where do you stand on the Milwaukee Bucks because it's not quite time to panic especially with the way that the defense looks but I feel like Adrian Griffin as a new first-time coach, like it feels like he's already kind of lost the locker room. How do you look at some of those factors when you're betting the Bucks? Obviously, they don't cover last night. I think they were 12-point favorites over the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. And I, I think it was evident, right? Like when you watch the in-season tournament and you watch them play Indiana and Indiana just cooked them. Granted, like their guard like and perimeter defense has been bad all season, but they just got absolutely torched. Then you watch the Lakers and the Lakers just, Tyrese Halliburton still had a great game, but for what, compared to what he had been doing, they really kind of stifled him. They stymied the offense and that was all coaching. They were doubling Tyrese. They were sending a lot of pressure like up at, early and often and that's a coaching thing so I think that it's changed the way that you can bet Milwaukee and I think that their floor is much more is like it's a lot lower honestly than it was with Budenholzer uh, Budenholzer is like when they played those divisional games they destroyed whoever they played whether it was the Cavs the Pacers the Bulls the Pistons they destroyed them right now it's like those games are a lot more in flux like it's not as consistent and I think that that's impactful for their regular season where they maybe they finish in the standings and then also that's naturally going to affect their path throughout the playoffs even if they do start to try to get it together the offense is great but the defense is just abysmal 
Are there any award markets that you like? Chet right now, minus 160 to win wow. Rookie of the Year. Wemby, plus 110, so about even money. And then, um, you know, regular season MVP is kind of all over the place. I don't know, though. Jokic, plus 175. You think he really wins three in the last four years. I don't know about that. Luka, plus 425. Anything that you like in either uh, award market? I think it's really tough to bet MVP right now. I think that there is going to be yeah. a point where, you know, maybe I want a Jokic ticket. Um, I have I have some. I have a little bit of, like, plus 400. But I, I think that right now, if you were going to bet on somebody, maybe you bet on Shea uh, just because he's, like, 9-1, to 10-1, to 1, depending on where you find him in the market. And Oklahoma City obviously looks great. Uh, maybe that's an angle. I think for the Rookie of the Year, I think that this might be an opportunity to buy Wemby specifically because yeah. you can see that they stopped with like the Sohan, the point Sohan experiment. Right. And I think that with that, maybe you see a little bit more traditional guard play, which should help Wemby. And I think that Wemby's like his numbers, his metrics look good. Obviously all of Chet's, advanced metrics are going to look better because the thunder are better and i think that it's one of those it's a little bit of the, one of those things there so I, I think it might be a wemby buy opportunity coming up soon joe delara nba bet cash that podcast Thanks, action network we've been cashing, to joe. Go Paul we've George. Been i'm taking the four and a half so there i'm getting go. the crappy number but hey it is what it is i'll, I'll tell you let's go guys thanks for coming on joe Thank it's you, guys. the blind tail segment with it, Joe DeLaro. Hey, you know what? Again, Dan Karpik, I'll blind tail him. Joe, I will blind tail him. There are a couple people who just have – I just trust them, you know? I'll, I'll blind tail you, Ryan, when it comes to college football. See, that's the thing. Like, I'm all in on the NFL and yeah. college football right now. So, like, I have my uncles do all the women's college basketball yep. work. I do some college hoops. And then I rely on, like, you guys and Joe to do the NBA because I'm betting it all. I need it. I need right. what I need is like an like I need an international soccer guy again because I used to get all in, but now it's tough. And I need something to do on Saturday, Sunday mornings. When I have I wake a couple up friends early. that know a lot about F one, but they're not really betters. So I want to see if I can convert them to F one betters. I got a NASCAR guy. Can, okay, I got an F one guy. I have a NASCAR though. guy Rick actually too. Guy. Um, yeah, I got a NASCAR guy. I have. You know what else I like betting on? Academy Awards and the election. I got a lot of Trump futures, kids. <laughs> Hate to be the bad guy here. We're going to make America great around here. I'm sorry. You're going to get I'm so sorry. many tweets. I don't uh, care. Money's money. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters, damn it. All right, we'll talk, talk to Bob Nightingale coming up. It's Bed MGM tonight.